This is the multi-voice text-to-speech podfic reading of Let Sleeping Dogs Lie by Crethes, composed by Burning Aurora. Chapter 1. First Quarter. And you're okay with it? I've already said I am. But are you sure? Yes. Mooney, this is serious. Funny, I thought you. Wow, Mooney, how old are you? Forty-one. And a quarter. Act like it. This is no time for jokes. This is important. Um, you're quite right. You have my sincerest apologies for not taking this matter seriously. I admit, I was taking it lying down. I swear to fuck. Mooney, I will. I'm all right with it, Padfoot, honest. Yes. Really. You're absolutely positive. Sirius, it's not even close to the kinkiest thing we've done. Remus laughed at him and pulled Sirius into the cradle of his arms as the light of the half-moon spilled in through their bedroom window. Sirius felt wound tight like the strings of a harp, but Remus's lips against the back of his neck were soothing. Oh, all right. Remus relented, sighing into Sirius's hairline. Yes, I, Remus John Lupin. Remus John Mooney Lupin. Sirius interrupted petulantly, because he could. Remus gently bit the shell of Sirius's ear for his cheek and sighed. I, Remus John Mooney Lupin, of relatively sound mind and a body. Mooney. He wasn't taking this seriously at all. Let me finish, for the love of Christ. Remus grumbled, squeezing him tightly and rolling over onto his side, taking Sirius with him. I am absolutely, 100% positive that you can have your wicked way with me while I'm asleep. Re. Padfoot. Sirius smiled into the pillow and arched his back, pushing his, award-winning, arse against his husband's, regrettably clothed, body. Harry was home for a long weekend off Quidditch training but he was headed back to Montrose in a few days. Sirius loved having him around, as did Remus, of course. But after a frankly traumatic experience involving Harry forgetting to fucking knock, Remus always insisted on going to bed fully clothed when their godson was home. Like they weren't wizards who could dress in a swish and flick of their wands. Am I allowed to take a sleeping potion? Remus asked. No, of course not. Sirius craned his neck to look incredulously at Remus. That would be, you know, maybe a weird consent thing. I always consent, Padfoot. Remus chuckled, nudging his not-soft cock against Sirius's crease. But I understand. You want the challenge. Sirius nodded and spread his thighs invitingly, hooking his foot around Remus's ankle in an attempt to draw him closer. Padfoot. Hmm. It's nearly one in the morning. Mm-hmm. Sirius wriggled against Remus again, grinning as he felt his cock continue to stiffen. I can see you smiling, you absolute nutter. Remus said far too fondly to be scolding and slid his hand around Sirius's hip to grasp his semi. He stroked Sirius with long, lazy passes of his hand until Sirius was breathing heavily, his head tossed back against Remus's shoulder. Remus fidgeted behind him, his cock a rapidly growing pressure against his arse, probably regretting his choice of bottoms. Well, pajama bottoms anyway. Love you. Sirius panted, thanking his lucky stars that he had such an indulgent husband. You're going to love it, ah, Mooney. Remus had vanished his pajama bottoms and slicked them both up while Sirius was distracted, and the broad head of his cock pressed against Sirius's entrance. 
Remus pushed his way in with relative ease, though it still managed to knock the wind out of Sirius, grasping Remus's arm as pleasure zipped through him. No silencing charm up, Remus warned, his voice low. You'll have to be quiet. Fuck. Remus thrust hard into him and Sirius nearly shouted from the force of it. Going to. Fuck. Mooney. There. I'm going to. To two. I'm trying to form a sentence here Mooney, for the love of Godric. But Sirius wasn't angry and Remus knew it, the bastard, laughing darkly into his neck as he continued his brutal pace, sending Sirius hurtling toward his orgasm at a breakneck speed. Just preparing you. Remus whispered, biting the shell of his ear again in a way that made goosebumps shatter across Sirius's skin. Far, far, fuck. For what? Sirius managed to get out, clutching the pillow to his face. Fuck, he was close. Remus was too good at this, and Merlin helped him. Sirius loved when he was smug about something. If I'm not allowed to take a sleeping draft. Remus started, and how he was so composed while fucking Sirius into oblivion. Sirius had no idea. You really think it's going to be that easy? Sirius lost himself for a moment as Remus grabbed one of his thighs and pulled his leg up closer to his chest. Shit. Mooney? Fuck. I'm close. Sirius whined, unable to so much as wiggle with the way Remus held him, one hand wanking him, the other leaving delightfully painful bruises on his pale quad. Bah, ah, of what do you mean? Remus laughed and Sirius cried out entirely too loudly as Remus bit the curve of his shoulder where it met his neck. A half-dozen more of those mind-numbing thrusts, and Sirius was spilling into Remus's fist, shaking violently with the force of his orgasm. Remus growled low in his throat, released his cock, and rolled them so Sirius was on his hands and knees, arse in the air. You, never, think things through. Remus grunted, satisfying a petty part of Sirius who thought it was about time Remus became less eloquent. God, your ass. Remus snapped his hips hard as he came, and Sirius's other parts, the ones that loved being claimed as ridiculous as it sounded, were deeply sated. Slow, sleepy kisses and a cleaning charm later, Sirius hooked his ankle around Remus's leg again and looked at him curiously. What? Didn't I think through? He'd gone through the pros and cons of his plan at length, well, until he got distracted by thoughts of Remus's length and went to find him to get off, but still. Sirius was a marauder. He could plan a plan. Hem. Oh. Remus blinked his eyes open blearily and his scarred lips twitched up at the corners in amusement. I'm a werewolf, Padfoot. Oh no. What brand new and terrifying information this is to me. Someone who has never before met a real live werewolf. Whatever will I do? Please don't bite me. Mr. Werewolf. Sirius jabbed dryly, enduring the sweat to his bear, throbbing arse and the bite to his shoulder for his sass. You never cease to amaze me. Why thank you, I. Hush, you. I mean. Remus continued, a fully smug look taking the place of his smirk. I'll be able to smell or hear you coming. Fuck, Sirius, admittedly, hadn't thought of that. Remus had always found the flaws in his plans back at school and was the one to fix them. Fuck, fuck, fuck. But, please, I welcome your attempts. Remus drawled. He kissed Sirius's forehead and promptly fell asleep, leaving Sirius to gawp at him. Chapter 2 Waxing Gibbous A week ago, Remus had given him the go-ahead, 
a blanket approval to do whatever Sirius wanted to him while he was asleep. After hemming and hawing about it for seven days, re formulating a plan and bracing himself for either total failure or sweet, sticky success, Sirius finally plucked up the courage to just do it. It was this, watching Remus sleep, sprawled out in their massive bed, the cotton sheets shoved down to the end. June had brought quite the warm front to their side of the coast, and perhaps Sirius had fucked with the temperature charms in their house a bit to crank up the heat, though he would never admit to such. Remus was naked. He'd gone back to sleeping delightfully nude now that Hez was back at training, and the moonlight lent an otherworldly, unicorn hair silver sheen to the network of scars that littered his body. But it wasn't just watching. Sirius wanted, no, needed, he'd come to realize, to just, have these stolen moments of watching Remus sleep, something he'd done for decades now, culminate into something more. He loved how Remus looked when he slept, his narrow face free from worry or pain, his body loose and warm and, hopefully, pliable. He needed to take a dreaming, relax Remus to higher heights of pleasure before Remus's dumb, brilliant brain kicked into overdrive. Remus's workday had been quite grueling and after a long tandem soak in the tub and two glasses of whiskey between them, he turned in early. Sirius didn't mind. He'd never begrudge Remus his sleep. It gave him time to fight off any lingering jitters. It felt like the first time they'd had sex, inexperienced and shy and so fucking thirsty for it they nearly didn't make it to the actual act. Sirius steeled his nerves and cupped himself through his trousers. He'd approach from the left. Remus's hearing wasn't as good in that ear anymore, and start low and slow, firm touches instead of featherlight so he wouldn't tickle him. Yeah. He slid the button of his flies out of the hole and tugged his zipper down, relieving the growing pressure on his dick. Remus's steady breathing stopped, and Sirius found himself pinned to the wall by two gleaming, golden eyes. Fucking really. Sirius whined, kicking out of his jeans noisily now that he didn't have to try to be quiet. Remus smirked, rude git, and stretched languidly on the bed. Noisy zipper, he informed Sirius plainly, beckoning him closer with a twitch of his fingers. It was like an imperious, only one Sirius hadn't been trained to shake off, the way he felt drawn to Remus. Told you you never think things through, Remus teased, his voice rough and husky from sleep. Remus pulled Sirius into his lap with a gentle tug and kissed him slowly, licking into his mouth and dissolving Sirius's frustration with every roll of his hips. Remus was almost overwhelmingly hot when Sirius slid his fingers into his body. The ambient heat combined with his natural temperature never failed to surprise Sirius even after nearly a quarter of a century, and the sharp little cry he made every time removed the last traces of Sirius's annoyance about being caught. Still getting to fuck you though. Aren't I? Sirius taunted while he lined himself up, knowing he'd pay for this in, oh, about six days when the moon was nearly full. He didn't mind. He loved Pharaoh Remus just losing his shit on him. Remus didn't reply, just lifted his legs over Sirius's shoulders and stroked Sirius's cock with a lube-slicked hand. Sirius drowned his moans into Remus's mouth and pushed in his whole body thrumming with the distinct pleasure of sinking into the tight fucking inferno that was Remus's arse. Fuck, Mooney. That's the idea. Oh, fuck you. Yes, please. The bastard was laughing at him now, 
and Sirius pulled his head back and nipped at the still-sensitive flesh of Remus's inner thigh. Remus clenched around him with a brisk inhale, and Sirius rose up onto his knees. It was fast. It almost always was in these wee hours of the night, and messy. Remus's magic got a little intense around the full moon, and his lubrication charm had been enthusiastic. The room filled with the sounds of skin slapping, punched out moans from Remus as Sirius fucked into him. Look at me, Sirius begged, though he meant for it to come out commanding instead of pleading. Still, Remus turned his moon-bright, amber eyes to Sirius's, irises blown out by the inky blackness of his pupils. Next time, Sirius warned. I'll get you next time. Remus smiled, the absolute bellend, his crooked canines peeking out from his scarred lips. Yeah, ah, there fuck. Oh, okay, Sirius. Remus baited, disbelieving even as he came, his body a vice around Sirius's cock that pulled his own orgasm with it. Typically, they like to stay joined for a while, luxuriate in the feeling of complete closeness, and Remus in particular liked feeling Sirius soften inside of him, but Sirius pulled out with a put-out huff that he only half felt. Remus laughed throatily and lowered his legs to Sirius's waist, dragging him back to lie atop his sweat-damp body. Next time, hey, Remus murmured, lapping up the sweat at Sirius's brow with open-mouthed kisses. Next time. Sirius confirmed, submitting to Remus's gentle touches. Sirius cast the cleaning charm, not trusting Remus's magic to not just whisk away his body hair in the process, but extracted himself from Remus's limbs after a few minutes. Where are you going now? Remus groused, stretched back out on the sheets and looking altogether absolutely lovely. To reset the cooling charms, Sirius said blithely, and laughed down the hall as a stinging hex hit him in the right arse cheek. Chapter 3. Full Moon. Sirius is horny, not stupid. Chapter 4. Waning Gibbous. All right. He could totally do this now. Definitely. Sirius, proud though he was, could admit he made a slight, read massive, error in judgment when he attempted sneaking up on Remus before the full moon. Really, what had he been thinking? He took an extra week to think and now, with the moon waning, he really ought to be able to. Definitely. Okay. Go. Remus, still recovering from the full, getting old was a bit of bullshit, had fallen asleep on their large, comfortable couch, his book and cold cup of tea abandoned next to him on the floor. Sirius, learning from his mistakes, had planned ahead and walked into the room already naked. He was freshly showered and his hair magically dried and tied up off his neck so it wouldn't brush Remus's skin. He'd thought of everything. The sconces on the walls, blessed, wonderful things, dimmed as Sirius approached, and even the squeaky floorboards that had cropped up in their aging house remained silent. Sirius would take the time to thank Polaris Cove properly later, perhaps with a fresh coat of paint on the door, but for now, he had a sleeping husband to see to. Sirius crept quietly up to the back of the couch and looked down at Remus. He had time, he was sure, for a bit of admiration. Remus was gorgeous, every line on his face a mark of survival and time, each silvery strand of his hair a testament to his body's desire to live another year. His breathing was slow and deep, 
and his eyelids quivered in the telltale movement of dreaming. And, judging by the gradually growing bulge on his low-slung joggers, it was a good dream. Good. Confident in his plan, Sirius waited to see how the dream played out. If it was a very good one, he could do any number of things to his husband, and he'd probably think it was all part of the dream. Rima started to fidget in his sleep, his thighs squeezing together as his cock fattened. Sirius felt his mouth water at the prospect of blowing Remus while he slept and wiped away the drool with the back of his hand. Remus stopped twitching. His breathing hitched, stopped, and started again in rapid inhales. The bastard was scenting him. Fuck. Mia. Remus beckoned, reaching his hand straight up. How? Sirius whined even as he rounded the side of the couch and crawled between Remus's spread legs. Remus drew him up and tucked his nose into Sirius's hair, breathing deeply. Fragrant hair potion, you vain fuck, he said, his low, throaty chuckle wrapping itself right around Sirius's dick. Damn him. Wafflings wang, Mooney. I told you. Sirius cut him off with a forceful kiss, more teeth than lips and felt Remus's body relax to accommodate him. He delved his tongue into Remus's parted mouth and lured soft, breathy moans from him. Was having a good dream, Remus gasped as Sirius moved to his neck to leave dark red marks. They were adults, sure, but that didn't mean Sirius's fondness for hickeys had gone away. Sirius smirked and pressed his thigh into Remus's very present direction. I can tell. What about? You, obviously he said, no doubt rolling his eyes at Sirius's stupid question. And prongs, back in sixth. Do you remember? Did he remember? Of course he fucking remembered. One didn't forget mind-blowing sex with your boyfriend and best mate, inexperienced hands fumbling in a bed that was far too small for two teenage boys, let alone three, laughs turning into broken moans. Sirius loved every time he got to have sex with Remus, but sometimes had a nice gold glimmer to them. Sirius vanished Remus's joggers and rutted against his cock. Remus was in no condition, no matter what he said, to fuck or be fucked, but that was all right. They had plenty of other options. I remember his face when he realized you weren't just sitting in my lap in the locker rooms. Sirius rumbled into Remus's bare shoulder. Merlin, Hooney, I should show you my memory of that day sometime, let you watch how he blushed and tried to hide that he was hard. Remus moaned and rolled his hips up to meet Sirius's. I could smell him, Sirius. He panted. Knew the instant he started wanting us, God. It wasn't painful to think of James this way, as the sparkling-eyed youth with a dimpled smile and mischievous hazel eyes. That had been Prongs, not James, who died trying to save his family. Prongs, whom they taught to suck dick and whom Sirius watched finger Remus open with the awe of someone who never had a partner as responsive as Remus, who never had that much power over someone else. Sirius hoped that Lily had been grateful for his and Remus's lessons. Judging by how she looked at him, though, she was. Your dream just a memory, or something new? Sirius asked between heavy exhales, picking up the pace and taking them both in hand. Remus was fading quickly, his energy waning, he could see it in the tightness around his eyes, and Sirius just wanted to bring him off so he could sleep soundly and heal. Fuck, Sirius, ah. Remus blushed, like he used to when they were boys and easily embarrassed, 
and Sirius could have purred with pride. Niu, me on the bottom and him on the top and you between us, beautiful and per-perfect and fucking into me while impaling yourself on his cock, oh, fuck. Remus's face crumpled when he came, and his orgasm slipped the way for Sirius to frot frantically to his own end, splashing come across Remus's bare stomach. A gash on Remus's side that hadn't quite healed split open and started to bleed, and Sirius pulled his wand from his hair to heal it, whispering the spell into Remus's chest as he peppered it with kisses. I've got you, Sirius assured him. The wound would need to heal on its own. Magic couldn't fully repair Mooney's damage to his own body, but at least it wasn't bleeding anymore. Sirius cleaned them up with a gentle charm and summoned the cast-off quilt to cover Remus's aching body. Um, ta, pads. Remus mumbled sleepily, his fingers trailing lazily down Sirius's arm as he stood. Don't worry, I'm good here, love. I'm sleeping here tonight too, then. Padfoot, no, you. Shut up and go to sleep, Mooney. Sirius scolded, far too fond to have much effect, and relaxed as Remus, making pitiful grumbling noises, shut his eyes. Sirius shifted into Padfoot and leapt onto the couch and curled up in the familiar spot between Remus's calves to keep his feet warm. His plan might not have gone off as anticipated, but this was all right, too. He'd manage next time. Chapter 5 Waning Crescent Tonight was the night. Sirius could feel it in his bones. Remus spent the day with the Weasley clan helping to reinforce their wards as he did every quarter. To hear him tell, he spent most of the time wrestling and dodging wayward grandchildren and returned home laden with home-cooked delicacies and a desperate need for sleep. It was perfect. Sirius supposed he ought to feel a little guilty for wanting to accost his husband when he so clearly needed his rest, but he'd let him sleep after. Honestly, Remus would probably sleep better after what was bound to be a mind-blowing orgasm. Yes, he was doing this for the greater good. Conscience cleared, Sirius was ready. He wasn't going to repeat his mistakes. He was naked, no noisy zippers, and bereft of jewelry. He'd worn Remus's shirt and pants. They were married, nothing was sacred, desperate times and measures, all that. For two hours to neutralize his scent, and he hadn't washed his hair or applied any of his colognes. For all intents and purposes, he was a non-issue, a gorgeous, stunning, sexy, wall of nothingness in the room. Remus was spread out on top of the duvet, courtesy of Sirius's faulty charm work again, barely visible in the light of the waning crescent. The pillows near the headboard had been upended and two of them were on the floor. Sirius stopped himself from picking them up as he approached. He needed to stay focused. There was no time for lollygagging or detours. Sirius watched Remus's breathing for several seconds to make sure he was still asleep before casting a featherlight charm on himself. He crawled atop the bed with delicate care, the mattress not even dipping an iota under his near-weightless self, and, after angling his very hard dick away from Remus's arse, for now, stretched out behind him. Sirius waited again, holding his own breath as he watched. Good, still asleep. Well done, me, he thought smugly. Using wandless, wordless magic for uses other than their intended function had always been a hobby of his. Sirius longed to touch the miles of tan skin in front of him. He could feel Remus's heat radiating off of him in waves, 
a veritable space heater, constantly in a state of feverish warmth. But he stayed his hand. He couldn't waste precious seconds of opportunity by touching him in an unproductive way. No, instead, Sirius gently placed his hand on Remus's arse, nice and slow, letting him adjust gradually to the pressure and sensation of being touched. When Remus didn't flinch or roll away, Sirius ever so lightly applied pressure to his cheek and tilted his hips forward. He just, rut a little, maybe, or fuck his thighs. That might be less disastrous than trying to actually fuck Remus. He was rolling over his options in his head until his cock slid against a very wet, very slick hole. You asshole. Sirius hissed. You're awake. Remus reached back to hold him in place, keeping Sirius from rolling away. Um, I'm awake. Does that mean you aren't going to fuck me? He asked muzzily, slowly rocking his body against Sirius's. You know what? Sirius blustered, caught between wanting to just push into his tight heat and throwing a strop. Yes, he declared, his arrogant pride winning out. He fought Remus's grip, trying to free himself, cancelling his charm in the process. He'd go have a wank in the shower, that would show him. Remus laughed darkly and flipped their positions with an ease that sent molten hot arousal shooting down Sirius's spine. Fuck, but he liked it when he did that. Remus straddled his hips and slid their cocks together with a feathery moan. You sure about that? He asked when Sirius started bucking back. Oh, he was a fucking wankstain. Let me go, Mooney. Sirius grumbled though his cock pulsed a glob of precum when Remus leaned in and laved his tongue across his right nipple. Mooney. Gold eyes flicked up to his, dark in the dim but still so striking, and Remus bit down on the sensitive nub, eliciting a hoarse cry from Sirius. He wasn't playing fair. You want me? Remus teased kissing his way over to Sirius's other nipple to apply the same abuse. No. Sirius lied, but he knew he was doomed. How? How did you? What did I do wrong this time? He asked between embarrassingly desperate whimpers of pleasure. Smelled you. Hippogriff shite. Mooney. I smell like you. Sirius interrupted, indignant. He made sure of that this time. Remus lifted his head and buried his nose into Sirius's neck inhaling deeply. So you do, but, your magic is very distinct, Padfoot. Like Heather. Another sniff. Leather, um. Remus accompanied the next sniff with a kitten lick, lapping his way up to below Sirius's ear. And warm dog. You've got to be fucking kidding me. Sirius snapped. His control unwound and he dug both hands into Remus's hair, holding him firmly against his neck. Remus nipped and sucked as he shifted forward so that Sirius's cock was back in his cleft, his overlubed hole a siren call. No, you've got to be fucking me. Remus corrected, so smug, the smarmy bastard. You're infuriating, you know that. Sirius grumbled, raking his hands down Remus's sides to grab his hips, leaving faint red lines in his wake. Hem, pot, cat. Sirius cut him short with a quick buck of his hips sliding into the tight, hot heat of Remus's body. Far, uck, Mooney, how much fucking loop? Stop talking. Remus groaned as he seated himself on Sirius's cock. Sirius looked up at him, at his long, lean body all on display, the whirls of dark golden chest hair that grew around his scars, so much a part of him that Sirius didn't register them as other anymore. He was stunning, his husband, every angle, 
every raised inch of flesh, every inch. He was a cocky bastard when he had Sirius like this, but Sirius would be lying if he said he didn't like it. Didn't need it. Need him. Werewolf got your tongue, Remus teased, clenching around Sirius's cock in a way that left Sirius gasping. He might have been inside of Remus, but Remus was in control here, without a doubt. Their power struggles were fun and, had Sirius been less horny and more annoyed like he'd been minutes ago, he might have tried for a physical tussle, bringing them right back to their boyhood when they solved disagreements with remedial violence and wrestling. They'd stop those once they realized, separately, that no, not every boy got hard enough to cut diamonds when their best mate pinned them to the floor. Scratch that, he was horny. But this would be fun. Sirius watched Remus's expression shift from amused to growing concern at his continued silence, gave it another 1.7 seconds, and thrust up hard. Remus shouted in surprise and fell forward just as Sirius did it again, using the hold on Remus's hips to drag him down to meet him. Remus grabbed his shoulders with a growl Sirius knew was more playful than vicious, and tried to roll them backwards. His leverage was poor though, and he was easily debilitated by Sirius's continued, and successful, attempts to fuck into him amidst the jostling. Fucking seriously, Remus Moan laughed, shoving at him and rising up onto his knees. No, you're meant to be fucking serious, Sirius taunted, suffering the pinch to his right peck for the terrible joke. He'd expected that. He didn't expect Remus to lift up off of his cock and avoid Sirius's fragile efforts at receding him with frustrating ease. You're going to lose, Remus warned, backing up until Sirius could mimic his position, kneeling on the bed. Nah, he probably would. He'd only won a handful of times. By technicality. And by making up rules. It was fine. That counted. Remus rolled his eyes. Have it your way then. It was more than a little absurd, the two of them, in their forties, naked and still mostly hard, squaring off on their bed. Sirius's mind raced with speculation, wondering what Remus would try first. Some things, obvious things to most, were off-limits, incarcerous, full-body binds, things of that sort. Neither of them had very good associations with being tethered and tied and, short of a very specific situation wherein a simple word could put an end to everything, that wouldn't be happening. This far from the moon, Remus wasn't that much faster or stronger than Sirius was, but Sirius was still wary. When Remus didn't move so much as a muscle for three, five, nearly twelve seconds Sirius grew impatient. He was fully hard again, spurred on by the torturous anticipation, and if Remus wasn't going to fucking move, he'd at least give himself some relief. Sirius curled his hand around his insistent direction, and nearly shuddered with the pleasure of it as he slowly stroked himself. Remus's eyes flicked down to track the movement of his hand, and Sirius's throat tightened. Well. Sirius was on his back before he could finish his word, a crush of heated skin against his, the solid impact of Remus's shoulders bearing down against him. That would be a pretty bruise later. Sirius mentally kicked himself and struggled in Remus's hold, but he was well and truly pinned with Remus's hands on his shoulders and his legs trapping Sirius's in a bent position. You, Remus grumbled, spreading Sirius's thighs and pushing back a little more so that he was practically sitting on top of them. There was a look in his eyes that meant Sirius was about to really get it, 
and Sirius fought to keep the excitement from his face. Remus could be a contrary bastard when he wanted to be. Folded up like he was, Remus was going to fuck him, Sirius was certain. The familiar honey-amber scent of Remus's magic flooded his nose and Sirius prepared himself to be, quite willingly, despite his earlier protestations, fingered open and shagged within an inch of his life. But Remus coated Sirius's cock in silky, warm lube, shuffled around a bit above him, and pushed down against Sirius's legs until his knees were practically to his earlobes and... Mooney, fuck. What? Founders, fuck me. Sirius moaned as inch by inch. Remus impaled himself on his cock. Sirius had zero control, zero leverage, and zero willingness to do anything except take whatever Remus was willing to give him. Told you you'd lose. Remus snarked, flexing his quads to rise up only to slide back down. Sirius could only watch, eyes glazing over and slack-jawed, as Remus used his body. I'm tired, and sore, and fucking hot, because someone keeps fucking with the cooling charms. Remus accused him, punctuating each sharp word with a clench and a quick bob along Sirius's cock. You said it was. Sirius choked out before Remus's fingers, still slick from his conjuration, reached back and slid into his hole. Stop mucking about with the sodding climate charms and learn to lose gracefully, Sirius. Remus sneered as he fucked down onto him. Sirius had several things to say to that, but found himself once again lost to the sensations and the sheer vision of loveliness before him. Remus's head was thrown back on his neck, exposing the long, tanned column of his throat. A sheen of sweat coated his skin, and in the pale, fragile moonlight he looked like some sort of statue, a tribute to euphoria or ecstasy, or maybe both. In the face of that, Sirius supposed he could use an ounce of humility. Remus bore down on him until Sirius thought he might actually snap in two. The angle was uncomfortable, punishingly so, but those fingers dragging over his prostate were divine, the tight plunge into Remus's body was sublime, and he was close, so close, he could make it, he could. Remus hopped off of him, put Sirius's legs over his shoulders, and sheathed himself into Sirius without a word. Sirius yelped in his stead. He hadn't even had time to register that Remus's fingers left his body and were now wrapped around his ruddy, aching cock. Coherent thoughts ceased to exist, as Sirius had well and truly lost the fucking plot, caught between thrusting up into Remus's fist and back down against the grind of his hips into his arse. Sirius came first, an inevitable, shuddering thing that left him nearly sobbing, his whole body feeling like it would shake to pieces as Remus fucked it out of him. Mooney, 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 Sirius chanted, locking his ankles behind Remus's neck so he wouldn't pull out. A fro had formed between his brows and Remus was panting, desperately chasing his end. Keep going. Sirius encouraged. He was oversensitive. He was tired. His body was buzzing with the hum of his afterglow, but Remus's cock drove into his body for Merlin knows how long, long enough that the less-than-optimal zips of hypersensitivity were starting to turn into curling tendrils of pleasure again, long enough that while Sirius knew he wouldn't be properly hard again for at least another half hour, aging could go fuck itself on the whomping willow. He wrapped his hand around his cock and stroked lazily, enjoying the fever pitch Remus. Had worked himself up into. When Remus came, Sirius was half hard and eager to come again, but Remus pumped into him with a final, punishing cant of his hips, 
and pulled out with a grunt and a great heaving of his lungs. Sirius knew he'd be all right. Nothing some actual inhales couldn't fix, but he still cast a subtle diagnostics charm on Remus, just in case. They weren't twenty anymore. It must not have been subtle enough, because Remus fixed him with a vaguely annoyed look. I'm fine, Remus protested, unshackling himself from Sirius's legs to lay down next to him. Dumb werewolf senses, Sirius muttered petulantly, gradually easing his aching hips back into proper rotation. They clicked and protested their abuse, and he couldn't hide his wince. Not twenty anymore, indeed. You said no sleeping draughts, Remus retorted, no doubt rolling his eyes even though the only thing Sirius could see were the inside of his own eyelids. Merlin, but he was well knackered now. Ah, piss off Mooney. Sirius swatted aimlessly at his husband with a huff of laughter. His hand landed on Remus's chest, and he patted the sweltering skin fondly. Remus fidgeted for a moment then, without looking, reached over to draw a series of sigils on Sirius's hip. Wasser. Oh. Oh fuck. Thanks, Mooney. Sirius murmured, flooded with relief from the ache in his hips as his overworked tendons relaxed and returned to normal. What did you draw those in? Sirius asked, suddenly suspicious. Remus wheezed a laugh and offered his still wet hand to Sirius, which, upon very careful inspection, was coated in a mixture of lube and cum. One uses the tools they are given. Wow. Truly. T Deviously resourceful, yes. Remus finished, incorrectly, for him, and wiped his hand across Sirius's stomach. He waited just long enough for Sirius to squawk about it before he ever so kindly tidied them both up with a gentle cleaning charm. No sleeping draught, Sirius repeated firmly as he rolled to face Remus. If he was going to do this, and he was, he was going to do it properly. Of his own skill and ambition, with Remus fully able to rescind consent if when he woke up during, should he so please. But, tips, tricks, advice. Remus laughed at him, the bastard, and leaned in to kiss him gently. None, you've dug your own hole, pads. Good night, love. Remus chuckled, rolled to his other side and promptly fell asleep. None. Hmph. It just meant that Sirius only had a week, at most, to refine and fix the flaws in Plan D, the new moon. He was fucked. Chapter 6 New Moon Sirius liked to think he was a man of limitless confidence. He wore bravado like a cloak, shrouded in an air of, well-earned, superiority and all the poised self-assertiveness he was afforded by his good looks, his impeccable manners, and the inborn nobility of his lineage, as much as he tried to thwart that over the course of his life. He no longer had the fragile uncertainty of youth following him around like an unwanted shadow, banished only by the bright sunshine of alcohol and adrenaline, no. He was in the second prime of his life. Unflappable. Cocksure. But while he was still a confident man, Remus had shaken him, shoved wedges in the fine cracks of his facade with every failed attempt. Sirius knew this was probably his last viable attempt, and for once, there was reasoning behind it. Remus had dropped clues all week, not subtle hints that, you know, as the moon waned to nothingness in the sky, his hearing wasn't quite as sharp, his nose not as keen, his strength not as robust. 
He'd asked Sirius to carry something for him just the other day that normally wouldn't have given him pause. Sirius's pride rankled some at the obviousness in which Remus was indicating that the new moon was the time to do what he'd been trying for nearly a month to accomplish. But he wasn't wrong. Remus liked to joke, in a way that Sirius did not find amusing or charming, that he was at his most human under the new moon, when the night sky was lit only by the carpet of stars and flecks of stardust that were so easily seen in their corner of East Sussex the horizon seemingly endless over the beach upon which their house sat. The wolf is quieter, like it's sleeping, Remus would say, on nights when they stretched out on the sand with quilts beneath them and a bottle of whiskey between them, the relief and peace apparent on his face. It wasn't a funny joke, but Sirius couldn't deny that it was at least mostly true. The Remus he got to see under the new moon was like the Remus he saw at night, asleep. The tension that took up permanent residence in his shoulders was gone, the cagey wariness in his amber eyes softened into the normal gaze of Ma, his annoyance portrayed as grumbles instead of growls. The wolf was asleep on nights like tonight, without the moon's foothold, and though Sirius didn't enjoy thinking about Remus as a demi-human no matter what Remus and the law fucking said, facts were facts. They'd spent the morning and early afternoon traipsing through the little market that popped up in town. The new moon meant it was easier for Remus to tolerate the wall of noise that the vendors shouting, children running underfoot, and dogs barking created. They'd been satellite residents of the town for two decades now, and while some of the older people looked at their joined hands and Sirius's cut-off denim shorts with raised eyebrows, they were well-liked, on the whole. A woman they'd bought jam from for fifteen years asked after Harry, and Sirius got to watch how his husband's entire face lit up as he spoke about their godson spinning a muggle-friendly and only slightly altered tale of Harry's postgraduate adventures. The evening saw them in their familiar spot on the beach, listening to the sound of the tide. They smoked and ate meats and cheeses and jams procured from the market, drank mead, and just were. They never planned it, but new moons always seemed cause for a tiny celebration, like a thank you to the universe or any cosmic forces that kept Remus alive, healthy and whole for another month. Remus kissed him, his mouth tasting of the honey wine and tobacco, lips sweet with blackberry jam, and Sirius felt as though he could burst from the perfection of it all. How fortunate was he to get to spend his life here, with this wonderful man who wanted him back. They went to bed together, limbs tangled together after sleepy, minty breath pecks and fond goodnights, their room pitch dark without the moonlight streaming through. Sirius lay curled up behind Remus one arm draped across his waist and the other serving as a pillow for Remus's head. It was a little too hot to be sleeping so close, but Sirius couldn't be bothered to move away. He liked this, feeling melded to him, feeling like, if they were more similar in pigmentation like you wouldn't be able to tell where one ended and the other began. Remus's breathing evened out as he drifted into the deep, peaceful sleep that a good meal, a hot bath, and several glasses of mead afforded him. Sirius placed soft, tender kisses on the curve of Remus's shoulder, listening intently for any change in his breathing pattern. He couldn't see all of his face from this angle, but after a month of attempts, Sirius had come to recognize the subtle signs of Remus waking up. When nothing changed, Sirius continued, gentle presses of his lips to the raised edges of his scars, kissing them like if he just wanted it enough, he could infuse them with love and replace the pain from which they were wrought. 
Remus made a low sound deep in his throat, and Sirius froze mid-kiss, worried he'd already fucked this up. But Remus just curled up a little more, sliding his leg up the mattress and tilted slightly so his hips were angled down into the bed and his arse against Sirius's increasingly interested dick. Sirius swallowed. This could be bad. How was he meant to control himself with that press so delectably naked against him? Remus's breathing didn't change, though, and Sirius forced himself to continue. Sirius trailed his hand down Remus's stomach, avoiding through muscle memory alone the still puffy, angry red silver bite mark along his left side, and paused when his fingertips met the coarser hair at his groin. Mooney, Sirius whispered, checking. Remus. Nothing. He had to stay calm. If he got too excited now, Remus was sure to hear it or smell it or some other rubbish, and he couldn't. Not yet. When Sirius cupped Remus's not entirely soft cock, Remus's next exhale came out heavy. His cock started to fatten in Sirius's palm, but nothing else changed aside from a tiny, seemingly unconscious twitch of Remus's hips as he sought more of the friction. Something like this, tangentially, had happened before, when they were younger, during the war. Desperate for familiar touch and loving contact, they'd sleep spooned together like this and one of them, usually Remus, would grind against Sirius's arse in a deep sleep. It never failed to wake Sirius up, because who wouldn't, with that going on behind them, but Remus remained dead to the world, even through his whimpered growled moaned orgasm, coating Sirius's arse and thighs in hot, quickly drying cum. If Sirius was being honest, that was probably when his little fetish began. He'd enjoyed it immensely, had come to crave it, and if he could make Remus come in his sleep because of something he was doing, well, that would be amazing. Of course, what Sirius was trying to do was a bit more, involved than just simple frottage. He'd already decided, in his very humble way, that there was no universe in which Remus could sleep through fucking Sirius's perfect arse. And really, Sirius didn't even need to properly fuck him to be satisfied. He just wanted, Merlin, how he wanted, to see Remus come apart again. So Sirius stroked him at a leisurely pace, going from base to tip in even passes of his fist, like he'd done, at least, a thousand times before. Remus squirmed against his body, his breath coming a little faster, heavier. He wasn't awake, though, Sirius was pretty sure. He'd be demanding faster or just fuck me. If he was, pushy bottom that he was. For all Remus liked to call him a brat, he sure could sass with the best of them. Pad, foot, Remus mumbled, canting his hips forward into Sirius's hand when he froze. Remus made a disgruntled, sleep-thick noise and kept pitching forward, chasing a dream-fueled pleasure that Sirius would trade all the money in his vault to see. That's it, Mooney. Sirius dared to murmur, low and against the side of Remus's neck. Remus whined and continued to fuck Sirius's hand. His own hands clung to the duvet and the actual mattress like they were a body he was fucking into. Good, Mooney, good. You're a needy one, aren't you, thinking of me even in your dirty dreams? Remus might wake if Sirius didn't shut up, but he couldn't stop. He was lightheaded from the power, from the force of Remus's devotion that even now, after twenty-five years, a godson raised and grown, wars fought and arguments waged, even now, he still starred in Remus's wet dreams. 
Remus's thighs parted enough that Sirius was able to slide his cock between them. It was another risky move, but Sirius couldn't not, not when he was dragging out such perfect sounds from Remus's mouth. He didn't dare try to conjure lube, not after last week's debacle, and while the slide between Remus's thighs wasn't wet, the scars there offered a smoothness regular skin did not. Sirius timed his thrusts with his strokes, using every ounce of his limited willpower to keep the rhythm steady, when he just wanted to flip Remus over and bury himself into his arse. His patience was rewarded as Remus started to tremble, the muscles in his jaw working as Sirius brought him right to the edge. Sirius, Remus gasped, his hands flying to Sirius's forearm. He didn't push him away or try to stop, just swore colorfully and came, coating Sirius's fingers with his release. Jesus fuck, Sirius, he panted when his cock stopped pulsing. He looked over his shoulder, eyes a little unfocused from his deep sleep and his orgasm, but there was no hiding the heat there. Heat and awe and extremely pleased surprise and something that crawled right into Sirius's heart, past all the bravado and posturing, and buried itself deep, burrowing under every wall he'd ever put up and putting down roots. He'd known that Remus trusted him. They'd proven it a hundred times over, a hundred different ways, secrets about his childhood revealed in the silent sanctuary of their dorm room, kisses and cigarettes shared behind the greenhouses, against damp alley walls, on the balcony of their first flat, testimonies given under oath, freedom granted with a memory shown in a pensive, grief, doubled but made lighter by their shared experiences, the smallest, meanest, most insecure parts of them leaping out into the tension-charged air as they navigated fatherhood together. Remus trusted him, but this, this was something extraordinarily special, to knowingly let Sirius take advantage of his body for no other reason than because Sirius had asked. Remus craned his head back to kiss him, stubble-jawed and far too ravenous for someone who'd just come, who didn't have the wolf calling the shots. Remus squeezed his thighs around Sirius's cock and smiled against his lips. Go on, finish what you started, then. Yeah. Sirius asked, surprised. Yeah. Sirius pulled away far enough to turn Remus over onto his stomach. Remus instinctively got his knees under him and popped his arse out, but Sirius guided him gently to lay flat with his legs closed and a little pillow under his hips. Sirius ran his hands covetously down Remus's back and arse, gripping and squeezing and pulling his cheeks apart. Predictably, because he really could do it in his sleep, Remus's hole glistened faintly with lube. He wanted this, Sirius realized, and stopped fucking about. He straddled Remus's legs and moved until he was seated just below the swell of Remus's arse and slid his cock along his crease. Look at you, Mooney, fuck me. Sirius groaned. Um, you'll have to show me later, pensive. Remus mumbled words muffled by the cradle of his arms. He still wasn't fully awake, but he intentionally relaxed when Sirius coaxed him open with two fingers. None of that, just fuck me. Remus grumbled, and Sirius smiled to himself. Bossy bottom. Tonight was not the night to tease him, or to make him beg. No, Remus's body was warm and soft under him, and Sirius was in no state to hold back any further. He gripped the base of his cock hard to stave off his impending orgasm, and angled himself down between Remus's cheeks. The first push in was met with some slight resistance 
but Remus's body welcomed him the rest of the way in, and they both groaned as Sirius bottomed out. Remus started trying to move, to buck his hips in a pattern Sirius recognized as being for his benefit, and Sirius pushed him flat again. I've got you, Mooney. Let me take care of you, you just lay there and, fuck, your ass, look pretty. I bet I can make you come again, what do you think? Cersei's clit, Remus was tight though with his legs closed and not spread as they usually were. If Sirius were to ever believe in a higher power, it would be for the sheer perfection of Remus around his cock. Sirius traced the scar paths along Remus's back as he undulated, wishing he were better at runes so he could make Remus feel just how good Sirius felt, but runes were more Remus's back. Instead, he held on to Remus's hips and adjusted his angle ever so slightly until Remus cried out with a needy moan. Please, yes. Remus pleaded, and Sirius was all too happy to oblige. Their position didn't allow for a particularly rigorous pace, but the bed shook with Sirius's downward thrusts, and Remus's moans were becoming less pillow-muted. He wanted to hold off, to resist the cresting of his orgasm until he'd milked another one out of Remus. Remus deserved it, deserved two, three, fourteen, however many he wanted. He was Sirius's everything— worthy of anything Sirius had to offer. Mooney, Mooney, fuck, you feel so good, come on Mooney. Come for me, come into the sheets like the gorgeous slag you are. Sirius, Remus groaned, clenching around him and digging his fingers into the bed. What? Slag? Surely I've called you that before, Mooney. Maybe he hadn't. In their early days, Sirius had been deliberate in what he'd called Remus during sex. Remus already had a whole host of hang-ups about the morality and legality of what they were doing, had been wrapped up in fear of hurting Sirius or somehow transmitting his lycanthropy, and Sirius had only called him sweet, delicate things. But they were older, settled and grown, and Remus apparently liked being called a gorgeous slag. The books on their nightstand started to shake under the force of Remus's accidental magic, and Sirius felt it curl around him warm pressure skipping along his skin. Oh, Mooney, Sirius said with a low, deep-chested laugh he knew drove Remus mad. Getting off to me calling you slag, fuck. You love this, love being held down and fucked. You're so desperate for it you'll even let me touch you in your... Un, pa, fuck, padfoot. Remus whined, ratcheting tight around him and convulsing into the mattress with his second orgasm. The first pulse of Sirius's orgasm was balls deep in Remus's arse but Sirius withdrew quickly to paint Remus's arse and lower back in thick ropes, like Remus had done to him so long ago. It made a stark contrast to the lovely tan of his husband's skin, debauched and absolutely beautiful. You're amazing, Sirius intoned as he rolled Remus back on his side so they could lay face to face. Says the man who gave me two spectacular orgasms in short order, Remus retorted with a jaw-popping yawn. They fell into a companionable silence, breaths sinking up and bodies cooling back down. Sirius had been sure Remus had fallen back asleep, and nearly jumped out of his skin when he asked, Was it everything you'd hoped? Sirius smiled and scooped him up in his arms with a slow, deep kiss, hoping to somehow convey how everything it had been to him because words would not do it justice. Remus seemed to understand though, and grinned against Sirius's mouth before tucking his head under Sirius's chin. The sunrise was starting to permeate the moonless night's gloom, and they were messy and the bed was in desperate need of new sheets, but all that could wait. 
this afterglow, the peace that followed was where they connected best, when the raw edges of any ugly emotions were smoothed over and any insecurities banished by the knowledge that they would always have this, have each other. Nothing in Sirius's life had ever felt so right as Remus did in his arms, and though they did not often say the words, they understood each other. Love didn't have to be spoken. It was in their subtle touches, the glances across the room, the warming charms to freshen a cup of tea. And yes, it was in the choked-out moans and slapping of flesh, too, but mostly, it was here in his arms. It was Remus. Finite. Thanks for listening to this text-to-speech podfic composed by Burning Aurora.